As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Brilliant! And tame, and tame again. Break up the music! Charge a glass! This nation is going to dance all night! International titans who may or may not have played each other on the biggest stage, countries with their own names printed on the front of their shirts, when England played in red, how many members of 1998's reggae boys can you name, trophy sculptors, official match balls, and infamous games that earned their own Wikipedia pages. Brought to your ears by The Athletic, this is the Football Clichés Quiz 6 World Cup Edition. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 203 of Football Clichés. I'm Adam Hurry and with me for the sixth edition of the Football Clichés quiz, a World Cup special, is defending champion from last August, Michael Cox. How's it going? Very good. I didn't realise it was a World Cup special. I might have got some revision in, but uh, well done for keeping it quiet. Well, let's see if your form of revision is sufficient for my sphere of knowledge. Your rival on Clichés Quiz 6. Welcome back to the winner of Football Clichés Quiz 3 and now the first ever two-time Clichés Quiz challenger, Charlie Eccleshare. Charlie, something's got to give here today. Either you become the first to regain your Clichés Quiz title or Coxie becomes the first to retain the title. Huge. Yeah, I mean, if you took this script to a Hollywood producer, they, they'd laugh at you. It's, it's too far-fetched. It's, it's, it's just such an amazing conceit. Uh, I, yeah, I also didn't know it was World Cup, which uh, is, is a little worrying. But Okay, don't worry. I, I feel like Coxie, yeah, would have sort of, he'll just have all the kind of top goal scorers, top assisters, all of that 
crap in his head. Do you think there'll be a question about that? I really hope not. No, I wouldn't have thought so either. Um, <laughs> but big, big question for you both first is though, how did we get here? The only way to answer that is to revisit the glorious history of the cliches quiz and the greats that have risen and fallen along the way. Your Calkins, your Kays, your Pitt Brooks, your Eccleshares, your Moors and indeed your Coxes. This is a sham. Oh, this is an absolute sham. This is a sham. Business. You no. are a sham. <laughs> football, football sham. Shares its name with the blue 82B C-130 weapon system used by the US Air Force in the Daisy Cutter. Cutter. Daisy Cutter, I got it first. No, he didn't. Jack Pitbrook No way, no way, no way. Have these players ever played for QPR? Yunus Kabul. Yes. Incorrect. I know. Are you it's kidding? A person who has responsibility for taking care of or protecting something. Jack Custodian. Fucking hell. He's done it. It's 17 all. In 2006, Ian Wright became the first footballer to win this annual award, whose other winners since 1976 include Barbara Windsor... James, rear of the year. Rear of the year. Rear of the year is correct. Incredible. Well done. Anyway, I'm looking forward to having some fun in the future and using Kerry as much as I can. Take care. It sounded like there was a sort of West Midlands twang, but at the end, I was also kind of swaying towards Ian Dowie. He feels very much... At the kind of apex of this kind of activity. Who played for Villa? Who's from... Ian Taylor, Ian Taylor. Is it Ian Taylor? It's Ian Dowie. Oh, no! That's very funny. God, that all goes a bit keys and grey at the end. There we are. Um, yeah, that is the sort of standard and drama that we have to live up to today. Um, in keeping with the trajectory of the Football Clichés quiz, there'll be less shenanigans in terms of the points. This is a dead straight quiz format. The questions are fun, no question. The questions are great, but there will be no mucking about with the scoring system. Um, I'll explain the format of the quiz as we go along where necessary. Um, for any listeners playing along, please do. All you need to do is choose the Michael Cox route or the Charlie Eccleshare route to ensure that you can compare your score accurately with either of our two contestants. Right then, like an informed winger against a shaky back four, I'm about to ask you all sorts of questions. <laughs> Round one of the Football Clichés Quiz 6, World Cup edition. It's World Cup Evers and Nevers. You'll get five questions each, one point for each correct answer. Michael, you're the defending champion. You will go first. Question one. Have France ever played the Netherlands at a World Cup? That's a good question. I can remember them playing at the Euros. 3-2, um, of course. Yeah. It feels like they would have, but I can't think of an example. And it feels like they've both missed more World Cups than they should have done. So I'm going to say no. No is correct. Point on the board straight away. Charlie, your first question. Have Italy ever played Spain at a World Cup? I'll go no. The answer's yes. Mm. 1934, of course, and 1994. Oh, yes. The elbow, mm. yeah. And my backup question for this, by the way, was have Portugal ever played Argentina at World Cup? The answer for that is also no. They've only ever played each other eight times. That's pathetic. But Portugal are... I mean, apart, they had that sort of Eusebio spell, but then they had a lot of doldrummy years, didn't they? Should play more friendlies. It's a very marketable game. Now, I know they played that, that game be. at Old Trafford, but we digress. Michael, question two. Has Pavel Nedved ever played at a World Cup? It's a good question. <laughs> two out of two for that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he hasn't scored at a World Cup, 
but I think he might have played in 2006. So I'm going to say yes, he has played. The answer is yes, and you were right. It was 2006. Came out of international retirement, no less, to play at that tournament. Whose group are they in? in that? I don't remember Czech Republic at that World Cup at all. I don't fucking know, mate. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop trying to pad things out with peripheral knowledge, by the way. Classic share <laughs> move as well. That's they get half a point for, that, <laughs> for asking that question. No, because you're two points down as it is. As you head into your second question, Charlie Eccleshare, has Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank ever played at a World Cup? Do, do you mean played like minutes or been played. Like actually got on the pitch? Yeah. Sure. I'm going to say yes, because he was in the Holland squad in 98. You're right. Yeah, he, he um, played in the first game. All the other strikers were out injured or suspended or something and then uh, slowly drifted out of proceedings. Right, Michael, you lead 2-1 as you go into question three. What do the following World Cup managers have in common? Carlos Alberto Pereira of Saudi Arabia, Char Bum Kun of South Korea and Henrik Kasperjak of Tunisia. Have they all previously managed this country at a World Cup but as a second stint? No, incorrect. Amazingly... They were all sacked mid-tournament. And wow. even more amazingly, oh, yeah. it was all at the same tournament. The bloodthirsty France 98. Incredible. Wow. Ridiculous yeah. lack of patience. Ah, oh, fuck off. You're no use to you anymore. <laughs> Get some other bloke in for the third group game. Um, astonishing stuff. Really is. Don't know what was going on in that tournament. Um, Charlie, you can peg things back to 2-2 with your third question. What World Cup feat was achieved by only these six players. Leonidas in 1938, Garincha 1962, Mario Kempes in 1978, Paolo Rossi 1982, Salvatore Toto Scalacci in 1990, and Diego Forlan in 2010. I don't know. Um, is it someone like won the golden boot without scoring a knockout goal? I need a definitive answer. You can't just ask me. Yeah, that'll go with that. Okay. Um, reasonably on the right lines, but no. Uh, Michael, do you know this? Is it they won the golden ball and the golden boot? Yeah, that's right. They did. Um, good knowledge. You don't get the point, but um, good knowledge nonetheless. But good question. Nice little question. Yeah, tidy. But... Tidy question. Wow. Remember, the score remains 2-1 to Michael, and he has his fourth question of round one. Michael, which non-European nation, currently ranked 46 by FIFA, is the highest ranked nation never to have played at a World Cup? Wow. It's the highest ranked current. That's the current ranking. Current ranking. And it's non-European and they're ranked 46. That mm-hmm. is really tough. Never been to the World Cup. That's a tough question. So I can't think it'll be South American because pretty much everyone's been there. Or maybe I have Venezuela been there. I'm just thinking of what teams get ranking points. You kind of have to play strong opposition. So I think South America might do well. I'm going to go for Venezuela. Incorrect. The answer is Mali. I was thinking Africa, but I wouldn't have. Charlie, you have another chance to bring things level with your fourth question of round one. Who is the only Conmebol nation never to qualify for the World Cup? Oh, fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> he may have led me up the wrong gun path, but I'll go Venezuela. Venezuela is correct. Oh, Cox. That is unfortunate, you. isn't it? <laughs> Michael Cox doing what he's known in the football cliches industry as doing a James Moore. Yeah. Um, it's to all as we head into question five. Michael, here he is. Your fifth question of round one. Six World Cup winning nations have gone out at the group stage of the following tournament. I want you to name two of them. So I think it's it certainly happened to... I mean, off the top of my head, this has happened in the last three tournaments. I will go with... Okay, I'll, I'll go with the ones I'm most sure of. It happened to France in 2002 and it happened to... Uh, 
<laughs> Which one am I most sure of? Spain in 2014. Both correct, of course. Uh, Italy have... 2010 in between as well. Yeah, very good, Charlie. Yes, nice interjection there. Spain 2014, yes. Germany 2018. Brazil 1966. Well, you could have had Italy 1950 as well. 3-2 to Michael Cox. Charlie, you can bring it to 3-all at the end of round one with this. Only one nation has ever failed in qualifying for a World Cup and gone on to win the next one. Who and when? Failed to qualify, wow. gone on to win the next one. Oh, that must be France didn't qualify in 94 and then they went and won it in 98. Very good, very good. Three all in round one. Good stuff. Great start. Feeling feeling limber, feeling loose, warmed up. Good very good questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how, how much trivia is left in the World Cup, quite frankly. <laughs> round two is World Cup kits. I uh, sit here in my Italian 90 referee shirt <laughs> to grill you on the kits of the World Cup. Right, question one of round two will be in sudden death penalty shootout format. You will take it in turns to answer until we have a winner. If you answer consecutive questions wrong, no point will be awarded. Be no salvation. Three points are on offer for whoever prevails here. Michael, it's your turn to go first. I want you to name me a team who have played at the World Cup with the name of their country printed on the front of their shirts. Important technical point, crests on the breast portion of the shirt, do not count. You know, your standard traditional crests do not count. Teams who have played at the World Cup with the name of their country printed on the front of their shirts. Wow, this could be a short penalty shootout. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start with USSR. Correct, Soviet Union, 1958, 1962, 1966, 1970, 1982 and 1986. But not 1990, oddly. Um, Glasnost kicking in. Mm. <laughs> um, Charlie Equishare, teams who have played at the World Cup with the name of their country printed on the front of their shirts. Crests do not count. I know I'm confusing it with something else, but I'm going to go Peru. Yeah, you are mistaken. I'm yeah, they had that sash. Yeah, I just, sash. I knew- Michael, any more just for the purposes of knowledge? It feels quite Italy. Really? Yeah. Uh, also incorrect. Anyway, you get the three points. Uh, you lead 6-3. You also could have had Zaire, 1974. Ah, uh, yeah. Algeria, 1982 and 1986, written in Arabic, I should add. Uh, Iraq, 1986. Canada, in 1986. And by the way, Soviet Union versus Canada in 1986 was the first ever World Cup game between two teams with the name <laughs> on the front of their shirt. Little did they know. You could also have had perhaps, perhaps the most obvious one, not sure, Iran, 1998, except for Soviet Union, of course. Okay, yeah. But yeah, mm. um, but yeah 6-3 to Michael Cox. Good questions continue. Right, question two of round two. The first to shout their first name, just I'm aware of syllables here. The first person to shout their first name will get the chance to answer first. If you fail, the other will get the chance to claim the point, and it is just one point on offer. Jump in whenever you like. Here we go. What links the teams named first in these following World Cup games? Austria versus Germany, 1934. Mexico versus Switzerland, 1950. Argentina versus Germany, 1958. And France versus Hungary, 1978. What links Michael. the teams named first? Michael Cox. Did they play... In the opposition's change kit. Incorrect. Charlie, you can steal the point here. Kind of need it. Austria. Austria versus Germany, 1934. Mexico versus Switzerland in 1950. Argentina versus Germany in 1958. And France versus Hungary in 1978. It was the first time those countries wore their away kit in a... World Cup game? No, it's a good guess. It's a good guess, but sadly not. In each of these four cases, the teams had to borrow kits from a local club 
because of a kit clash. Austria wore Napoli shirts against Germany in 1934. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, Mexico borrowed uh, the shirts of Cruzeiro de Porto Alegre, not the uh, big Cruzeiro, I should add, against Switzerland in 1950. Argentina borrowed Malmo shirts to play Germany in 1958. And most famously as all, France borrowed local Argentine side Kimberley's shirt, green and white stripes to play Hungary in 1978. That's the only... I, I remember them having to get a kit hmm. from that game, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, thought, I thought that was too obvious. Wow. Maybe I should be doing this quiz. Um, the score remains 6-3 to Michael Cox. Question three of round two. You're going to get a question each for this one. One point available apiece. Michael, what was highly unusual about the kit that Bolivia wore against Yugoslavia at the 1930 World Cup? Was it A, they wore Yugoslavia's away kit? B, they all wore trousers defying FIFA rules? Or C, they had letters stitched on the front spelling out Viva Uruguay in honour of the hosts? What was highly unusual about the kit Bolivia wore against Yugoslavia at the 1930 World Cup? Considering the answer I've just made up was your answer A, that seems like a trick answer one would make up. So what was B? B was trousers. A, they wore Yugoslavia's away kit. B, they all wore trousers defying FIFA rules. Or C, they had letters stitched on the front spelling out Viva Uruguay in honour of the hosts. So I'm changing my mind. I'm going to go for A. They wore Yugoslavia's away kit. Hmm. Incorrect. The answer is C. They oh, had letters God. stitched wow. on the front spelling out Viva Uruguay in honour of the hosts. 11 letters. Fair play to you. Fucking hell. Sycophant. But- like me or Coxie wearing Viva Adam Hurry today to try mm. and sort of curry favour with you. Yeah. Should have thought yeah. that. You should have worn your For My Sins t-shirt. Um, <laughs> Charlie. Another opportunity to bring it back to 6-4. To the best of my knowledge, which of these is the only nation to have played at more than one World Cup but never had to wear their away kit? A, New Zealand. B, El Salvador. Or C, Scotland. Which of these nations is the only to have played more than one World Cup but never had to wear their away kit? I seem to... Fair play for researching that. Oh wait, but actually, I was just thinking New Zealand because in football they're the all ages. By they're the way. they're the all whites in football, aren't they? They're not. And there are some countries where I thought it must have been this lot. And you get to like the third World Cup, and it's ah like, oh, bollocks. Um, <laughs> New Zealand, yeah, th- El Salvador. Yeah, I think Scotland. New Zealand. New Zealand wear white because I was thinking. I remember. Uh, I'll go New Zealand. No, they did wear black. I think in the final group game of the whatever World Cup they played last. World Cup. Yeah, they, play, they wore black in their last game. Uh, the All Blacks there. Um, the answer is El Salvador, ah. which I think is 1970 and 1982. Normal colours, blue detail on white shirt, but they switched for one of their games. Anyway, the score remains 6-3. Question four of round two. First to shout your name will get the chance to answer. If you fail, the other will get the chance to claim the single point on offer. At the 1970 tournament, Morocco became the first ever team to sport which kit innovation at a World Cup? Charlie, wore their change strip? No. Michael Cox? That's a very interesting question. Can't think of what kit innovations there would have been, really. I will say the manufacturer's logo. Incorrect. They were the first ever country to wear numbers on their shorts at a World Cup. And it became commonplace from 1974 Hmm. onwards. Well done, Morocco. Thank you. Don't think I've ever actually had to rely on it, but thank you. Not something I've ever thought was necessary. Mm. Well, the referee doesn't have to turn. Uh, have to ask the t- yeah, uh, player to turn thing. around, which yeah. is which yeah. actually I quite like. I, I quite the, like the theatre of that. Yeah. Is yeah. it weird that Celtic wear that sometimes wear the numbers on the back of their shorts? That's just being silly, isn't it? And then what does the referee do then? No idea. Right, the score remains six three to Michael Cox as we head into question five 
of round two, the kits round. Now, this will be sudden death penalty shootout again. Three points on offer. Uh, we'll keep going until we have a winner. If uh, both of you fail in succession, no points will be awarded. Charlie, you'll go first this time. England World Cup games from 1950 to 2018 not played in shirts that were predominantly white. Now, I've overworded that question, but basically... England games at World Cups where they didn't wear white, 1950 to 2018. All I need you to do is name one game where it happened. That's such a good question. For some some reason, I'm really... uh, That is a really good question. I think Colombia in 98, England wore red. I won't take speculative flyers. I need a definitive answer. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go with that. The Beckham free kick game. Solid. That's correct. Michael Cox. Could I just check the start date? What was the... uh, 1950 to 2018, inclusive (laughs) Uh, World Cup final 1966 of course very good Charlie Akersher red in both cases of course weirdly harder than it should be for some reason I also have listed all the games where they've worn white don't know why I did that (laughs) 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 that took a while it's in size 10 font a completist in it really is just in case there's a book deal in the office (laughs) oh god why am I why is this so hard I can't think of England England games at the World Cup where we would have done I think what nations Uh, if we hmm. Uh, every second you take Michael's adding another answer to his brain that's the problem isn't it that's the pressure you're under but I think he must have one already I'm sure I just I can't think of any games where we would have nah bollocks I thought I had one Argentina 86 afraid not white shirts in that in that situation mm. as my list confirms Michael you can claim the penalty shooter and the three points that go with it with an answer I've got to say I'm struggling on this I just can't picture many I'm going to go for 2018 against Sweden 2018 against Sweden is correct yes well done <sighs> Uh, you lead 9-3 at the end of round two. I'll tell you what else you could have had. England versus Colombia at 2018. Penalty shootout. Oh, I was, that was the one I was going to say. Why didn't I just stick with that? Uh, they wore red three times in 2018. Also wore it against Tunisia in the group stages. Uh, wore red in the farce, the, the Nadir against Germany in 2010. Oh, and I... Um, one of the worst games of all time, England versus Slovenia, 2010. Oh, that was the Algeria game that was shit, wasn't it? No, Algeria's worse, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Gap in my knowledge, but it doesn't matter. I'm not the one playing. England versus Sweden, 2006, the Joe Cole looping mm. wonder goal in speech marks. Um, England versus Nigeria, 2002. Nobody remembers that. England, Argentina, 2002, the Beckham penalty. England versus Germany, 1982, was red. England versus France, in 1982, was red. England versus Germany, 1970, was red when we were 2-0 up. They came back to win 3-2. Mm. Um, England, Bulgaria, 1962, was red. Now, the only two little jokers in the pack here, England versus Czechoslovakia, 1970, light blue. TV viewers complained that they couldn't tell the teams apart. And finally, England versus USA, the 1-0 defeat. Joe Geitchen's on the score sheet. England played in dark blue. But that's all immaterial now. Michael Cox lead 9-3 as we head into round three. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres May 2nd on FX. Stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Oh, look at that! That is wonderful! Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. Round three will be Name That Tune style bidding. I'm going to give you three World Cup squads, and you will take it in turns to bid on the number of players you think you can name off the top of your head from those squads. Michael, it's your turn to go first. The winning bidder will claim that number of points if they prevail. If you cannot fulfil your bid, the other player will get the chance to take two points by naming simply one more correct answer. I hope that's clear. This is to avoid anybody gaming the system like they did last time. Michael, as I said, you will go first. How many players can you name from the Jamaica squad in 1998? <laughs> <laughs> I just need a number. I don't want any names yet. I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I once, ahead of the 2010 World Cup, I sat next to Robbie Earl on a train and um, got talking to him about the Jamaica squad of the 98 World Cup. <laughs> I can oh, imagine how that God. conversation went. And that sounds like an and amazing I, I, conversation. And I promise you, I said, wasn't it great? You had a great squad there. They had you. And then I like went completely <laughs> So, wow. Flashback to that. I'm going to say, well, I'll, start with, I'll start with one. Wow. I've given, I've given one away. <laughs> Tentative, cagey start to round three. Charlie, how many players uh, can you name from Jamaica's World Cup squad in 1998? Four. Oof. Michael? Yeah, I'll go to five. Charlie? I don't think I know more than five, realistically. Okay, Michael Cox, I want you to name five Jamaicans from the 1998 World Cup squad. Hope you haven't been Googling it in the interim period. No, Good. I haven't. Good. And you will be able to tell. Uh, Earl? Yes. Burton? Uh, full names if possible, but yeah, fine. Robbie Earl, Dion Burton, yes. Whitmore? Name. Slightly just reading out a register at public school. <laughs> <laughs> is it Theodore Whitmore? Theodore Whitmore is correct. That's three. Uh, the, the the first name thing I think is going to trip me up. There was a hall. I can't... I don't think it was Fitz Hall. Maybe it was Fitz Hall. Two more names required to fulfil your bid. Was it an Ian Hall? Who am I thinking of? There's a really good chance I'm going to name someone I, I did actually go to school with on, on this list. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with Fitzhall. Fitzhall is incorrect. Ah. Uh, Charlie, you can revert to your highest bid of four players. Um, I think you just need to name one more in that respect. Anthony Gardner. Incorrect. England oh, international Anthony Gardner. Gardner is correct. Sorry, not, not, Anthony, Gar- not Anthony Gardner. Oh, late. someone else it's Gardner. Too late. Oh, it's too, yeah. I think you were going for Ricardo Gardner. Yes, Ricardo Bolton's Gardner. Bolton's 
flying. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Would have been good today, I think, Ricardo Gardner. Mm. Hmm. Oh, that's so stupid. Tactics, Why have um, Anthony got? Who else oh, could, that is. Here, here's the other players you could have had. Ian Goodison, I think, played for Hull. Uh, Fitzroy Simpson, Marcus Gale, Donovan Oh, he, had he not been said? Why? Oh, my God, I just need to think there. Frank Sinclair, Derby County's Daryl Powell, and the name that Coxie was searching his brain for, Paul Hall. Ah, so I got mixed up between Fitzroy someone. Yeah. And Hall. Right. That's annoying. Well, I, yeah. no points. No points awarded. Oh, that's so... I, obviously, Marcus Gale as well. I thought that had been said. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm. Score remains 9-3 to Michael Cox. Charlie, you will bid first this time. Ghana, 2010. How many players can you name from that squad? I'll start with three. Michael? Uh, four. Charlie? Five. Michael? Uh, six. God, it's such a good format. It's such a, such a jeopardy. Um, can you stretch to seven or more? I'll go seven. Wow. Michael. I'm in a difficult situation where I've got seven names. Oh. I'm going to let Charlie have it. Okay, Charlie, it's all yours. Seven, I believe, is the bid. John Mensah. John Mensah is one. John Pansel. Two. Asimo Jan. Three. That's his squad number as well, actually. <laughs> Kevin Prince Boateng. Four. Uncapped at the time. Sulimantari. Five. Uh, Michael Essien. Oh, I think he was injured. He was injured! Oh, oh is... I feel for you. I feel for you. Michael, we revert to your bid, which I believe was... Uh, six. 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 So yeah. you need one more. You just need one more. I'm going to go for... on. Am I? Quadro Asamoah. He's correct. 21-year-old, plying his trade to Udinese at the time. Squad number 21 too. Um, you claim those two consolation points, so to stretch your lead to 11-3, but it's not over. It's not over. This round concludes with World Cup referees 1930 <laughs> to 2022. Oh, All you've got to do is name a referee who has officiated in a World Cup game <laughs> ever. Fucking hell. Have you got a list of every referee? Uh, I've got a couple of links. <laughs> Could be a while. It's fine. We're going to do this. I'm, I'm so bad with referees. Michael, you'll go first. What? One. Charlie. Three. Michael. Four. Charlie. Five. Michael. Six. Charlie. I'll go seven. Michael, will he continue the Chinese water torture of this auction? <laughs> I'll let him go. I'll let Charlie go for it. Charlie, name me seven referees who have officiated in a World Cup game from 1930 to 2022, assuming they all make it to Qatar. Pierluigi Galina. Yeah. Maybe you going to check that one. Howard Webb. Yeah, sure. Um, Graham Paul. Graham Paul is number three, yeah. Hugh Dallas. Hugh Dallas. Hugh Dallas is correct. Four. Anders Frisk. Anders Frisk. Correct. Five. Tom Ovrabo. No, did not referee at World Cup. World Cup uh, refereed at a Euros, but not at a FIFA World Cup. He really deserved one. It's a shame. <laughs> I always said that. Uh, Michael, you can claim two consolation points by reverting to your bid. So you'll just need to name me two more referees. In the meantime, I'm still... Googling Tom Henning over Rebo. Kim Milton Nielsen. That's one that one of the ones you need. Now I just need one more from you. Did you say Graham Pohl? He did. Don't accidentally say him more than once. <laughs> yeah, very good. What a gaff that would be. Charlie got it. I'm I'm really struggling. Who was the who was the Welsh one back in the day who disallowed a goal from the corner? <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm struggling. Did David Ellery do? I reckon David Ellery must have done 94, 98. Is that your answer? Yeah, I'm gonna go for David Ellery. He was, he was on my list as well. Incorrect. I'm afraid not. Joking. England's representative 
At USA 94 was Philip Don, and at France 98 it was Paul Durkin. Has Klatz ever done one? I was, I was, he was also on the list. Wasn't he down for 2018 and then had to pull out? Cause and then went to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. But it's too late to look into anyway, hypotheticals. D- yeah. um, the score remains 11-3 to Michael Cox as we head into round four of the Football Clichés Quiz World Cup edition. Charlie, it's time for you to step up a gear. Mm. Round four is World Cup miscellany. Question one of round four will be a sudden death penalty <laughs> shootout. Three points on offer um, to whoever prevails. If you both fail in consecutive efforts, neither of you. Charlie, you will go first. Nations who have played at three or more World Cups, but never with a foreign manager. Three or more World Cups, <laughs> yeah. never managed by a foreigner. A foreigner managing at them at that World Cup. Correct, yes. Never been managed at a World Cup by a foreigner. Now... In the event of any disputes, I'm going by football nationalities here. So eligible to represent. Scotland? I don't think it would have been married, managed by... Is that your answer? Foreigner. Yeah. Scotland's correct. Michael Cox? Brazil. Correct. Charlie? Um, Germany. Germany's correct. Uh, Italy? Italy is not correct. You're joking. Now, Italy is not correct. I'm afraid at the 1954 World Cup, they were, mari- they were managed by Lajos Scheisler, a Hungarian yes. coach. Wow. Never, ne- never knew this. And, and, and it's a perfectly solid guess. Such a proud footballing nation mm. as well. But no, Italy's not correct. Charlie, you have claimed the three points. What a crucial three points that is. That brings it back to 11-6. Uh, let me just run through the other nations that have never been managed by a foreigner at the World Cup. Uruguay, Serbia and their antecedents. Czech Republic, Hungary, Poland, Austria, Croatia, Ecuador, Northern Ireland and Norway. Interesting. So Argentina have... Yeah, it was uh, Italian Felipe Pascucci, 1934. Right, 11-6, as we head into question two of round four. The first to shout their name will get the chance to answer. If you fail, the other will get the chance to take the single point on offer. 11-6. What dubious World Cup honour is shared by these England players? Viv Anderson, George Eastham, Alan Hodgkinson, Martin Keown. Charlie, Charlie, they went to a World Cup with England but didn't play a single minute. Of the tournament, Charlie. That's incorrect. I'm afraid, Michael. Can I, uh, Michael? I will. I you have the chance to jump in and claim the points. The names are Viv Anderson, George Eastham, Alan Hodgkinson, Martin Keown, Nigel Martin, and Chris Woods. What dubious World Cup honour do these England players share? Charlie is a ball of frustration in front of me. Eleven six is the score. Michael plunged into the darkness of the late Kingston afternoon. Really can't think of what that would be. Can't think of what Martin Keown did at a World Cup other than not play as Charlie. Oh, I think they went to two World Cups and didn't play. That's just so annoying. Because <laughs> I, I, I know that as well. I was just waiting. I was just waiting for Keown to pounce. Is that actually your answer? Said the wrong clear. thing. Yes. Yeah, you're right. It is. That is Sorry, so Charlie. annoying. That is lit. That's just saying wrong thing <laughs> yes in pure quiz terms so irritating yeah 12-6 it's not insurmountable as we go into question three of round four world cup miscellany question three is about trophies you're gonna both get a question each one point on offer michael you'll go first the sculptor of the current world cup trophy shares his surname with which argentine former premier league goalkeeper is it a paolo gazaniga b julian spironi or c Willy Caballero, the sculptor of the current World Cup trophy, shares his surname with which Argentine former Premier League goalkeeper? Paolo Gazaniga, Julian Spironi, or Willy Caballero? I think Caballero is the most generic Argentine or Spanish-speaking name. Like cavalry or something? Uh, Cowboy? <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, I will go for caballero. No, caballero means man, I think. It means man, yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, sorry, caballero is your final answer? It is, yeah. Incorrect. It's Paolo Gazaniga who shares his no, name with Silvio the... Gazaniga. <laughs> that's the last one I would have guessed. I know. Funny, oh, man. It? It's good, really, because there were no other Argentine goalkeepers to uh, choose from uh, that, ha- that have left the <laughs> Premier League. Charlie, your question... For the trophies question, you can bring it back to 12-7. Brazil's 1958 World Cup winning captain, Hildoraldo Bellini, is credited with starting which trophy-related tradition? A. Lifting the trophy above his head. B. Kissing the trophy. Or C. Taking the trophy to bed with him. 1958 World Cup winning captain for Brazil, Hildoraldo Bellini, is credited with starting which trophy-related tradition? Lifting the trophy above his head. Kissing the trophy. Or taking the trophy to bed with him. I'll go kissing. Incorrect. Astonishingly, he apparently invented lifting the trophy above his head. He was the first to do it, and captains have done it ever since. So he's like the Dennis Wise bringing his uh, kid onto the pitch at Wembley of of the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, score remains 12-6. Stunning stuff, isn't it? This Great, incredible knowledge. You'll never forget it. Question four of round four. Again, question each. Point on offer. Michael, which of these managers has not taken charge of Nigeria at a World Cup? A. Lars Lagerbeck B. Bora Milutinovic or C. Otto Fister Which of these managers has not taken charge of Nigeria at a World Cup? Lagerbeck has I know that I'm fairly sure about that I'm not really aware of C and I think Bora took charge of loads of nations but one of them wasn't Nigeria and I think that's the kind of thing you would put into this question so hmm. I'm going to go for B Incorrect <gasps> Bora Milutinovic took Nigeria to France 98. Otto Fister is the man you were looking for. Charlie, you can bring it back to 12-7 with this one. Which of these nations have played at five or more World Cups, but never while managed by someone from that country? Essentially the reverse of the question you had a while ago. Wow. Is it A, Cameroon, B, Denmark, or C, Saudi Arabia? Which of those countries have been at five or more World Cups, but never managed by someone from that country. Hmm. Denmark feels like a weird one to throw in. I think of Denmark as being a very, as just they would have Danish managers. Cameroon is sort of the obvious one because we're used to that trend of French managers or whatever managing French-speaking West African countries. Um, Cogs whirring all over the place here, but which one? (laughs) I'll go with my instincts and say Cameroon. Cameroon is correct. Yes, well, well done. Um, little potted history of Cameroon at the World Cup. Jean Vincent, 1982, the Frenchman. Valerie Nepomniachtchi, the Russian in 1990. Henri Michel, 1994, of France. His countryman, Claude Leroy, in 1998. German Winfried Schaefer, 2002. Frenchman Paul Le Guin, 2010. And German Volker Finker, 2014. Denmark was a bit of a curveball. I thought he might have nibbled on that. Mm. Nolson took them to the tw- uh, 2002 and 2010 World Cups. But otherwise, uh, it was that. Saudi Arabia, Mohamed al Karashi took over from Carlos Alberto Pereiro. He was sacked in 1998 uh, yeah. mid-tournament. But uh, that wouldn't have been a, even a technical loophole because Nasser El-Jahar, of course, <laughs> took them to Japan and South Korea in 2002. Right. Okay. The score is now 12-7 as we go into question five of round four. This will be a sudden death penalty shootout once again. You know the rules by now. Just need to find a winner between you. Michael, you will go first in this penalty shootout. I want you to name any official ball of a World Cup from 1930 to 2022. I want the the manufacturer and the model 
name of the model of the ball. And you want the year as well? No, I no, don't care. Don't need the year. Not. Don't need the year. Okay, Adidas Jabalani. 2010, yes, well done. Perhaps the most infamous of them all. Yeah, that's one of uh, Adidas Tango? Correct. First seen at the World Cup in 1978 and went to the 1982 World Cup as well, the Tango Espana. But I will have them under the same umbrella of the Adidas Tango. Michael Cox? No, yep. Uh, I will go for the Adidas Brazuca. Very good. Very good indeed. Yes, that was 2014. Charlie? God, I really can't think of ball, ball, balls. You don't know the name of the World Cup ball in 2022? I'd say I don't. Mm. And we've almost certainly talked about all of these balls mm. many times. Mm. What was the World Cup 98 ball? Or the 2002 ball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure I would have been very invested in them. Could be 15-7 to Michael Cox if you don't get your skates on. I'm now slightly confusing it with the mascots, which I fear will also come up <laughs> later on. Um, I just had that thought. I just went to write down a load of mascots, which is yeah. my least favourite thing about any tournament. I don't yeah. think this ruins the rest of the quiz by saying, simply saying uh, mascots have no place in this quiz. Oh, thank God. Brilliant. Not be appearing. That's, that's hate, lovely I to hear. I hate them. Yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. I can't think of another one. Really? Yeah. Shame. Uh, Michael Cox, you take those three points, and it is indeed 15-7. I'll skip out the early ones. They're quite boring. You could have had uh, Mr. Crack from 1962. <laughs> <laughs> the, do, do you know who made the baller for the 1966 World Cup? Oh, it's someone crazy like... Slazenger. Slazenger. The Slazenger wow. Challenge four star. Um, 1970, the uh, wonderfully panelled football that was uh, loosely based on the Telstar satellite, the Adidas Telstar. Bit of tango action, the Adidas Azteca, 1986. Adidas Etrusco Unico, 1990. Adidas Questra, 1994. Charlie, the Adidas Tricolor in Tricolor, 1998. Yes, yeah. that's where I first heard that word, yeah. Then in 2002, <laughs> the Adidas Fever Nova. Team yeah. Geist in 2006. 2018 was the Telstar 18, evoking memories of the 70s. And uh, in Qatar, we'll see the Al Rihla. Mm. But yeah, 15 7. Crumbs. Cox. As we head into the and- fifth and final round, World Cup cliches. Five more questions to go. A total of 15 points still left on the board to claim. Charlie, it's not over. 15 Not by a long shot. 15 7 is the score. Right, question one of round five World Cup cliches. Um, just got to shout out your name first to claim the chance to answer the question. If you get it wrong, the other will have the chance to steal the points. Question one, I'm going to read out a dictionary definition of a World Cup cliche. All you're going to do is tell me the word, tell me the term. Question one, a strongly expressed protest or demand from a large number of people. Charlie, clamour. Fantastic work. Three points for you. And that brings it back to 15-10 as we go into question two of the fifth and final round. 15-10. This is, this is really Charlie's specialist round, isn't it? Well, we'll see. Mm. Question two is sudden death penalty shootout once again. According to Wikipedia, there are five World Cup matches infamous enough to be dubbed in the following format. Dramatic noun X of host city Y. <laughs> five games. <laughs> Charlie, you went first in the last round, Robin. So, Michael, you will guess first in this one. I want a World Cup match infamous enough to be dubbed in the dramatic noun X of host city Y format, according to Wikipedia. So just to clarify, you want the fixture rather than the actual I just, name? I, I want the name. I want the, I want the fixture. Fixture or the name? Don't mind either. Okay, uh, I'll go for Portugal against uh, the Netherlands from 2006. Yes, that was dubbed the Battle of Nuremberg. That was going to be my. That was my first instinct. Went to that as One well. One of the five is down, Charlie. And uh, I, I thought this was worthy of the penalty shootout because there's no way you're getting all five. So uh, I think we're. I think we're okay. All I need is one more infamous World Cup game: the X of Y. 
Yeah, I can't think what this would have been called because it doesn't work so well in this country. But England, Argentina in 96, uh, sorry, in 66, the Alf Ramsey calling them animals game. Yeah, it didn't, didn't earn a nickname, I'm afraid. It wasn't the disgrace of Wembley or anything like that. Yeah, um, okay. Coxie, any more to offer just for the purposes of knowledge? I'm guessing Poland against West Germany. What was that? Uh, where they contrived to draw in the final group game. To get each other, might through. be talking about Austria versus West Germany, uh, the disgrace of Gijón in 1982. Yeah, you could have had the Battle of Bern at 1954 World Cup, the Battle of Bordeaux at 1938. Not sure what that was, or the Battle of Santiago 1962. The score is now 1810. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points for one answer. Isn't that, that Portugal Holland. <laughs> yeah, it's the potential knowledge the required I think is reflected in the number of points on offer uh, still three three questions left nine points on offer the gap is eight points Charlie I could do it wow Charlie this is huge question three will be a World Cup cliche again I will read out the dictionary definition and I just need the word shout out your name quicker than the other to claim the points question three a concerted effort by a government or people in authority to stop or limit a particular activity Concerted effort by a government or people in authority. Oh, Charlie. Oh, oh. Charlie said his name first, despite Michael's outburst. Protest? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> that famous cliche. <laughs> yeah, I know. This happens a lot. Don't worry. It's is not it, you. Uh, is it, uh, I should say my name, Michael. Is it Clampdown? Clampdown is correct. Yes. Uh, some people might be shouting Crackdown into their portable devices. Crackdown is for Premier League seasons when they're thinking of, <laughs> of, uh, of stopping a practice from continuing. Clampdown is, is the official pre-World Cup. What's the most famous clampdown, Michael? Uh, well, I suppose tackles from behind, but yeah, that's probably a so bit think. too... So I think of clampdown as, as quite um, pedantic, Jobsworth stuff, like goalkeepers off their line at penalties and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a good clampdown. Yeah, very good clamping down. Uh, the score is 21-10. Charlie, I'm afraid you can't pull it back from here, but you can make the ah. score incredibly respectable. Uh, <laughs> right. Question Exceptionally respectable. Yeah. Question four will be a sudden death penalty shootout. Three more points on offer. Uh, Charlie, you get to go first, I believe, with this one. Now, not including the infamous matches from question one, there are 15 individual entries on the Wikipedia category page for FIFA World Cup controversies. I want you to tell me one. Not including the infamous matches from question one, there are 15 individual entries on the Wikipedia category page for FIFA World Cup controversies. I'll go the Maradona drugs ban in 94. If that doesn't have one, that's... I'm afraid it's not there. You are at the mercy of the completism of the I mean, category page for FIFA World Cup controversies. That's... That's a shame. Michael, you simply have to name one FIFA World Cup controversy from the category page on Wikipedia. I mean, just to be really annoying and, and piss off Charlie, I'm going to go for Maradona's handball <laughs> against England. Yeah, fair. The hand of God. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. 24. <laughs> That's a big one, to be fair. <laughs> That's a big old controversy you got right there. 24 10. Uh, uh, let's just do question five, shall we? It's a rugby score, fittingly, for Michael Cox. <laughs> Michael has retained the Football Clichés quiz title, the first ever to do so, but let's complete formalities with question five. It's a football cliche pertaining to the World Cup. I'll read out a dictionary definition. I'm just going to come in with your name. Charlie, let's have a little consolation from you. Hidden conflict or competitiveness within an organisation. Charlie, in fighting. Correct. Well done. Well done. 24-13. That, look, that looks well fought. At, le at least the um, comfort of the margin makes me feel better about Keown. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it softens that blow. It's arguably time for me and producer Dave to go back and have a little clamp down on, on my point system because I don't think that necessarily reflects the no, chasm in knowledge. So. Or, or the, there, there wasn't such a chasm in knowledge. I, but I will, I do respect Cox's relentless consistency across the board. Charlie, you had your ups and downs. That was good. I think for questions asked, we must have been answered. We must have been pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Which it's is, like winning which, points which is the real match, quiz. isn't it? You know that one. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but that's that, not the way to cook it. That would be some consolation. Yeah. But well fought. And, uh, and uh, you'll be pack. No question. You have that, to. Was very, that was very enjoyable. Yeah, it was a good quiz, wasn't it? Uh, Michael, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say the same. I really enjoyed the, the, the questions. It's going to be quite exciting for the World Cup, actually. Mm. Excellent. Um, presumably, um, just like Hildoraldo Bellini in 1958, you will be lifting your microphone <laughs> above your head <laughs> for the first time. I'll be taking it to bed, I think. Yeah. I that <laughs> Not surprised. Can, can, I just, can I just say as well why it was good question as well? For any quizzers out there, and because and, I feel quite strongly about this, you know during the lockdown we had to do lots of quizzes and things. Questions where you can kind of work them out are very satisfying, and that's why I thought a lot of those were good because you could, if you yeah. thought about them, you might get yeah, them, I, rather than just impossible ones. Can't abide... Yeah pure guest questions you know yeah. how many how many fans were present during the maracanatho of 1950 don't give a <laughs> shit why would you want to know that to the I number i think i think the best example of that is me working out the venezuela question that was the next question <laughs> yeah, i yeah. mean that is exactly what you want you gotta watch it? yourself yeah um charitable but uh luckily wasn't at your expense in the end michael congratulations once again you will defend your title presumably in the new year Uh, I'll find someone to beat you. Don't worry about that. Charlie, thanks to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for everyone for listening. Let us know your scores, depending on which route you followed. And we'll be back on Tuesday. See you later. The Athletic. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.